0: Let's, uh, let's jump ahead to tomorrow night. There is a Hamilton Tiger Cats preseason football game that will be played at Tim Hortons Field, hopefully with no speakers crashing to the ground on anybody. Uh, that would be the, the best case scenario. Uh, but since they've taken the speakers down, I think we can be reasonably safe. Uh, joining us to talk a little football as he prepares for the fifth quarter, uh, the host of said fifth quarter, which is, by the way, the number 1, independent, no-holds-barred, call-it-like-it-is, unaffiliated post-game show in not just the city, the country, Rick Zamprin. Is that good I enough for you, Rick, as an intro? Uh,
1: I was going to add unfiltered to that as well. Unfiltered. Yeah.
0: And, not only that, but a, I'm trying to think of the right word to use here, That um, a soon-to-be-winning minor soccer coach.
1: let's hope so for the kids sake at least
0: uh soon to be winning right now see you've i know you're you're an intelligent man you have simply set up the other teams with a gross sense of overconfidence and from here on (laughs) this is when you tell the kids okay now we're gonna try
1: yes this is the buzz around the league (laughs) <laughs> uh, we're, we're playing possum, we're like Muhammad Ali We're floating like a butterfly right now But we're, we're going to soon be stinging like a bee uh,
0: You know, I think part of the issue here And, and for those who don't know, Rick has um, written and talked about his, uh, his soccer team they, they have stumbled to a bit of a slow start, um, as in winless But um, part of the problem, I think, is when you told every kid that he was Paolo Rossi This was, you know, This sort of set some unfair expectations for them
1: well, I was going to go with Cristiano Ronaldo, but I didn't want them flopping all over the uh, over the pitch or you know disgracing the other team.
0: Yeah, that uh, you, you know you hit that. This uh, the Euro Championships are going on right now, and by the way, today unbelievable. I don't know if you saw the game today between yes. Northern Ireland and Ukraine when they were having to leave the field because they were being bombarded with like gigantic hail after a monsoon downpour. It was it was yeah, sort of all know. the weather you could get. But, yeah, Ronaldo, you know, I'm not, Rick, a gigantic soccer fan. I know, you know, I watch, and, you know, I didn't dawn on me. I didn't realize what a giant jerk, apparently, Cristiano Ronaldo is.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's he's got all the talent in the world. Oh, yeah. L- listen, he's, he's probably, you know, arguably the best player, if not the second best player on the planet right now. But, you know, Portugal's facing Iceland. For people who don't know the story, this is Iceland's first tournament, really major tournament of of any kind. You know, this is a a country that has, uh, you know, an ounce of the population that Portugal has and has has seen no substantial success at all on the world soccer stage. So this is their, this is really their World Cup. This is their Christmas morning. And they end up tying on a late goal, tying Portugal 1-1. And Cristiano Ronaldo, in all his wisdom says, it was like they won the World Cup. Well, Well, they did. (laughs) That was their World Cup.
0: This this is they celebrated like you guys are going to celebrate when you win your first game.
1: Yeah, oh, well, there's definitely going to be some celebrating when we finally win. Man, when it, it's going to be, we don't know.
0: Well, there is going to be Gatorade showers. There's going to yeah. be popsicles flying everywhere. It's going to be outstanding. Uh, let let's let's stay with football of a different kind for a second. Uh, Tie Cats, as I say, play their first home preseason game tomorrow. Before we get to that specifically, any clarity from what you see on the Tie Cats quarterback situation until. Zach Caleros gets back.
1: Well, we have a, a bit of clarity in that one of the four players at the quarterback position in training camp is not going to be in the mix for the number one job, and that's Ja'Cory Harris, who's battling a shoulder injury. Uh, he's going to end up on the injured list and uh, is really, you know, out of the out of the consideration for at least the opening day starting job. I think we can, uh, you know, comfortably remove Jake Waters, who's uh, you know enjoying his first training camp in the Canadian Football League. I think we can eliminate him from the equation unless he goes absolutely bonkers tomorrow night in his what I expect to be limited time against Ottawa but I think we can comfortably remove him. So it's really down to Jeremiah Masoli, who started in the first preseason game and looked okay in, in very limited time. And Jeff Matthews, who was uh, a little nicked up in that game, um, turned the ball over a couple of times, did have a nice touchdown toss um, in, in that game as well. But uh, I think tomorrow night is going to say a lot as uh, who Kent Austin, you know, officially says, all right, this is going to be our week one guy. My inkling, and I think most Cats fans would agree, is that Masoli is probably going to be the guy. He started the first recent game. He's getting preseason game number two. He did start in the playoff um, uh, game against Ottawa, and uh, and the you know crippling loss in in the last couple of minutes or so. So I think I think there's some comfortability that Kent Austin has with Jeremiah Masoli. You know what you're going to get. You kind of know what you're going to get from Jeff Matthews, although he's not as consistent. Not to say Oli's consistent, but I think he just knows a little bit more. He has a little bit more confidence, I believe, in, in Jeremiah Masoli right now.
0: Both these guys, especially Matthews last week, but both these guys drive you a little bit nuts, don't they? Because they show such great promise at certain points, and then they show such gigantic brain farts at other points. You go, man, if you just clean that up with what we've seen that you can do. I mean, Matthews had a couple great long passes, and then it was like two quick turnovers. Yeah,
1: and, and that, that goes back to you know, what, what you want to get out of your players, and, and are you going to get a consistent uh, return on your investment, and that investment being you know, putting these guys on the field. So if they turn the ball over twice uh, and, and you know, don't respond with um, you know, a response, a long-scoring drive, uh, you know, m- you know, getting first down after first down, uh, moving the offense, uh, with any consistently, you know, you're going to go to option number two. And, and right now, as you said, both guys have shown flashes. We've seen it over the last, uh, you know, couple of weeks of training camp. We saw it in, in uh, flashes towards the end of last season, but not consistently enough. Jeff Matthews turned the ball over too much down the stretch. Jeremiah Massoli, uh, we know he's a dual threat, but did he rely too much on uh, his running prowess? uh maybe but it didn't work for him Uh, you know Kent Austin has a decision to make because both these guys have not shown consistently they can get the job done so is it a case of you know you start one guy one week he wins the game he loses two in a row you go to option b he does the same and then you know five six games into the season uh you know you're two and four or maybe three and three at best I'm not sure that's the start they want to see
0: Ottawa comes in tomorrow for the preseason game, and literally, I mean, I'm not making this up, I'm not exaggerating, they've literally left every single starter at home. Yeah. What then, when you are Kent Austin, when you're the Ticats, and you're looking at Matthews, you're looking at Mazzoli, you're looking at guys, what can you actually, though, get out of this? How can you take anything, really, from this game?
1: Well, I think you know, the the one thing you have to look at is, okay, maybe they're not going against the best players that Ottawa has on defense, but what you can glean is, you know, the guys who are suiting up for Ottawa are going to be trying their hardest. They might not be as talented as the starting guys on the Red Blacks, but they are going to be playing hard because they are fighting for jobs. So I think in that respect, the competition level might not be the same, but at least the effort, I think, is going to be, uh, you know, as great as what the starters would be out there. So that kind of levels the playing field, although when you're looking at what, especially at the quarterback position, can he make the throws? Can he execute the plays? Can he move the ball? Is he going to turn the ball over? I think those are the four you know, key themes that Ken Austin wants to see. He wants to see progression out of his offense. He wants to see the quarterback make the throws that he has to make. And can he get first downs and ultimately lead them into the end zone? I think if that formula uh, adds up to you know some success for either of those guys or both of those guys, uh, that's a plus for Kent. The
0: fact that Ottawa is not bringing any of their players, and I don't honestly, I don't blame Ottawa. They had their earlier preseason game on Monday. It's three yep. days in between games. I put this on the CFL. It's just idiotic scheduling, quite frankly. But this is this kind of stinks for the fans, doesn't it? Because you're buying tickets and you're now going to see, and the Ticats are sitting some guys too. This is not exactly going to be a battle of the all stars.
1: No, and you know what? If, if I'm a Ticats fan and I'm going to the game and I purchase the tickets, um, I don't know if I'm uh, angry because uh, we might see a lot of points on the board. And it That's might be true. One of those, might, be, might be one of those games where you know, the Ticats shall lack Winnipeg that one preseason game, you know, 52 to nothing. Uh, I, I think you're still going to have a good time in that sense. But in the same light, you, you always want to see the best versus the best. Uh, let's understand again. This is preseason, and yeah, Audiball played on Monday, so I completely understand and completely agree that they're not bringing any of their you know high-profile guys because they don't want them to get hurt. They're probably gassed anyways. Um, but I, I think the fans will have fun regardless because they're back at the stadium. You know, I, I know the speaker situation is what it is, but I was down there today and they have some uh, you know monolith-like speakers down on field level to compensate. So I'm sure the first ten rows. On the east side, are going to be, uh, you know, their, their ears are going to be ringing by the end of the game. Um, but you know, back to the original point, I think they're going to have fun regardless. They're you know, football's back. It's been a long off season. Uh, you know, who cares who starts for the other team? Let's see our guys perform well and win.
0: Well, and let's go back to that point though, because you made you made a very valid point about you know, let's see which quarterback is not going to turn it over and is going to move the ball and all the rest. At the same time, Rick, generally, the second preseason game you're wanting to see something. You're wanting to gauge some of your guys. You're not going to play everybody, of course, because it's a very long season, but even on the broader sense, do you do you, do you think the Thai Cats, when they get out of this game, simply want to escape without injuries, or do they want to have really learned something about their guys?
1: Well, I think they want a, bit of, uh, a lot of both, really. I think, A, they want to be healthy, because they did lose, basically, their two starting corners in game number one against the Argos, Chase Minifield, uh, suffered uh, suspected torn Achilles. He's not only gone for the season, but they released him afterwards as well. And Devon Washington on the other side was hurt as well. He's now on the six-game list. So, A, yeah, you want everyone who plays tomorrow night to be healthy and stay healthy, although that's almost impossible in the game of football. But, B, you, you, and I asked, Kent, you know, earlier today at, at TyCats walkthrough, you know, does this second preseason game, and I know you want to win every game you play, but does this second preseason game mean more in terms of evaluation because for some guys this is the second game in a row you have a a baseline uh, from preseason game number one can they add on to that baseline and and impress you more and impress you enough to say all right we'll take a shot at this guy um i think this is a hugely important game for a lot of players on this team not only the guys who are trying to make the team or make the cfl for the first time but some guys who are trying to hold on to their jobs as well, so this this is a very important game, even though it's the preseason. Guys are literally fighting for their starting positions. I mean, picture this at work. Each and every spring, you have to go against you know a crop of other people for your job. Um, you're going to bring your A game.
0: Well, you know, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> we that's we would like yeah. we would like to think so, but uh, thankfully that's not how it works in in our world, yours or mine. But uh, you know what? Yeah. That's um, um, Brandon Banks is back. If Brandon Banks, either in this game or as the season starts, if Brandon Banks goes out there and performs as he always has and looks good and starts making guys miss and runs some big kicks back, everybody is going to say, ah, training camp, schmaning camp, who cares? Don't need it. It's too long anyway. But if, Rick, he goes out there beginning tomorrow and looks out of kilter and doesn't perform, what are people going to say?
1: Well... A, I don't think that's going to happen, but let's just say it does. Um, And let's just say a guy like Andy Fantuz in week one, who is not playing tomorrow night and didn't play in the first preseason game, let's say he really, you know, stinks up the joint in the first month of the season. Fans might say, yeah, maybe he should have played in one of the two preseason games. I think for the veteran guys, especially at those skill positions, who have been with the team for a couple of seasons now, or even three or four, no they know the system, they know the terminology, they know their teammates they know uh, you know they're they're fully involved in game game prep you know they're they're pro football players. they've been there and done that. I don't think the preseason means a whole heck of a lot unless you're coming towards the end of your career and you're trying to fighting off you know that guy with a lot of potential who's got you know superstar skills or speed or whatever um, but if they don't perform, I, I'm not sure it's necessarily a fact that. Uh, because they missed training camp, you know. I, we we spoke to Brandon Banks the day he returned, and he said, "Yeah, his, you know, his legs weren't quite there." And I asked him, "Well, when are they going to be there?" And he said, "Tomorrow." So uh, those guys at those skill positions, uh, you know, they're like thoroughbreds. Um, they come into camp in great shape. They will quickly pick up the game speed because yes, it is different than practice speed or even preseason speed. Uh, and, and they'll be fine. It's the guys that can't do that, that don't last long in this league or don't make teams to begin with.
0: Yeah, he, he will be. I mean, I, listen, I'm not expecting Brandon Banks to have any struggles, especially for a guy who, I mean, he, what he does is very specific and very uh, instinctive, and I'm not sure even in, in training camp how much of that he's really getting. Right, I mean, it's, it's what he does is not really worked on all that much in training camp, where you got a bunch of guys bearing down on you to try to kill you. That is something that you just you can do or you can't do.
1: Exactly, I mean, obviously they practice kickoff returns, of course, practice kickoffs, returns, all that kind of stuff. But it's it's not at the speed and, and the ferocity, uh, you know, during the game. Obviously, you're not going to go full out and tackle one of your star players. Uh, so that position, yes, is very niche, but they still have to practice, you know, where's the wedge going to be, how are the gunners going to get down, you know, what are we going to do in certain situations and all that kind of stuff. From an offensive point of view, if Brandon Banks is on offense, there might be a little bit of rust in terms of running patterns, catching the football, uh, you know, timing, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, that that is quickly corrected uh, when you're talking about guys who have been in football for a long time and have played at an elite level and have been successful as well.
0: Rick Zamperin, you—I'm sure—you're going to be down at the game tomorrow, right?
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I take in the first half, and then I jump back to the station and uh, check out the second half, and then uh, host the fifth quarter, and it's going to be a lot of fun once again.
0: Again, the fifth quarter will be here on 900 CHML. As you're if you're listening and you're going down there as you're leaving the stadium, get in your car, put on your Bluetooth. Uh, we don't want any uh, anybody getting arrested, but um, put on your Bluetooth and call Rick. Here, uh, talk football, and then all through the year, he will be here after every single Hamilton Tiger-Cats game. This is the place to tune to. For, what, yeah, two, and, three, and, four, and five hours of Rick after every
1: game? <laughs> and you know what? Uh, you know, If you're out of town, at the cottage, if you're uh, you know out of the country, you can always download the free CHML app and listen on uh, on that, or listen online at 900CHML.com, and it'll be a great season talking to Cats Win, lose, or draw.
0: Yes, and just watch out for speakers tomorrow.
1: As long as we're not, like, team number seven orange, we'll be fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the problem. If you had been blue like your beloved Ajuri, you probably would be 4-0 right now.
1: Without question. I mean, yeah, there's not a shadow of a doubt.
0: You know, are you a fan of the Dutch, honestly,
1: Uh, in soccer? And and we should make note that uh, the Netherlands is not in Euro 2016, and I'm sure that Luke Vermeer is throwing something at the window across from you right now.
0: Yeah, you know what? Uh, Luke, I think, does your fifth quarter. Uh, he, you know, Luke does the operating. You're going to have so many technical problems tomorrow <laughs> as a result of that. Calls are going to be cutting out. Uh, you're going to be getting every crazy person who calls in, and he's just going to keep putting them back on the line for you. Oh, man, be careful. Uh, fifth quarter, tomorrow after the game here on 900CHML with Rick Zamper. Rick, thanks for doing this.
1: Thanks, guys. Take care.